And now, a warrior for the Word of God and the Constitution of the United States, a Marine Corps veteran, a Harvard-trained attorney, Bishop of the Called Churches, and founder and president of STAND, staying true to America's national destiny, the voice of the awakening, your host, Bishop E. W. Jackson. And I am he. Great to be with you again today, folks. I hope you're having a wonderful day today. I hope the sun is shining where you are. And even if it's not shining because the clouds are in the way, I hope it's shining in your heart. I hope that you you realize this this is the day that the Lord has made. We are glad and we rejoice in it. And I'll tell you, I've got good news and bad news. The good news is I got to spend the weekend with my granddaughter, and that is some really tremendous news. Oh, my goodness, what a wonderful time I had with her. And I'll tell you, folks, it's like <laughs> it's like being on cloud nine. She has a smile that just lights it up. And uh, just she's seven months old now, and we're just having a wonderful time. You know, you would think that everywhere I go now when I speak, I talk about my granddaughter because I talk about the fact that it it makes the battle we are in much more poignant because you realize you're fighting for your children, your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren. I've got uh, folks and members of my church who have great-grandchildren, and you're fighting for them to see to it that the country that they inherit is a nation of freedom and prosperity and hope. And that makes it that much more serious. But I'll tell you what, the the fun with my granddaughter, the fun with these grandchildren, it just never quits. I understand that. You know, when I was younger and I didn't have many friends who had grandchildren, but as that began to change and they would say, you know, later on, I would people would say, well, we're moving. You're moving. Why? What's going on? Well, we're moving to be closer to our grandchildren. I would go, oh, okay. All right. Now I understand. <laughs> you know? Now I get it. I didn't really quite get it. Then I'd say, oh, okay. Picking up and moving. Wow, that's a big step. It doesn't feel like a very big step now. I can't do that, folks. I'm, I'm committed to Virginia. Uh, I'm, I'm committed to doing the work that we have to do here. But I'll tell you what, I certainly do understand the sentiment because I wish I could see her more often. So anyway, that's the good news. You know, a nice upbeat place to start, right? It doesn't get any nicer than that. There's bad news. The bad news is, and you all got me started on this, I started reading a book on George Soros because I realized there's a lot more I'd like to learn about what he's up to. And I'll tell you something, folks. I don't read books very often that kind of give me the willies. But I'm, I am serious. Reading this book about George Soros is giving me the willies. Because I'm, I, I, am, I am realizing for the first time just how wide and how deep this man's tentacles go. I mean, for example, the, the big meeting in Davos, uh, Klaus Schwab, George Soros financed that meeting. Of course, he, we know he's a globalist, but, but his tentacles, here, here's the other thing that I, I didn't realize. He has given literally billions of dollars to colleges and universities to influence their pedagogy. In other words, this man is trying to indoctrinate the next generation with his own unique brand of, of bile. And it is some really ugly, nasty stuff that he believes. And he's got the money to try to get it implemented. For example, I think I may have mentioned this last week. If I didn't, um, I, we've certainly talked about these George Soros prosecutors before, but this is the prosecutor uh, who is running in, uh, well, she's running to be prosecutor in Maricopa County, Arizona, who is running on a platform that we need to abolish all prisons. Folks, that's a George Soros idea. 
George Soros believes all prisons should be abolished. Because you see, the idea of putting people in jail for prison is, is sort of an antiquated morality that we buy into. And it's really the society that is creating the problems that make people go out and commit crimes. And the best way to solve that is to just do away with prisons. Just don't put people in prison. Now, what we're supposed to do with these people, I don't know. I guess just let them run free because that seems to be what they're doing right now. I'm sure you all saw the story of the two nurses who were killed by a guy who was on parole and had one of those um, uh, uh, um, ankle bracelets to monitor where he goes. And that didn't stop him. He went into a hospital and killed two nurses. So apparently, just letting them roam is the, is the answer. Do away with prisons. But in, in the meantime, if you can't do that, just let loose as many of them as you can. Just send them out into the world to wreak havoc on people. Did you see the, the video of the guy on the subway in the subway, I think this is in New York. He's standing on the other side of the subway platform. One guy standing near where the train will come. The other guy standing back from it. And all of a sudden, he just rushes toward the guy standing near the platform, near the, the edge of the platform, pushes him off over onto the rails, turns around, walks back to his bag and picks his bag up and appears to just walk away. And may I make this observation, folks, just this, this is a side note. These so-called hum, homeless people, these are some of the best dressed homeless people I've ever seen in my life. I mean, they're wearing these, you know, very elegant kind of, you know, contemporary clothes and shirts and, and, and the, the sneakers and, the, and, and they're just out literally terrorizing law-abiding citizens who's just trying to go about their daily business. And we just had a shooting in St. Louis. I'm sure you all, well, maybe you're not aware of this, but apparently a 20-year-old gunman went into a high school. I believe it was a high school in St. Louis. Right now, two people are killed, a number of others injured. And I, and I guarantee you, I, without knowing anything more about the story, I don't gamble, but I bet dollars to donuts that we will hear. He's got a long record and he's been arrested and, and maybe he should, should have been in jail right now, but he's out. And these prosecutors, these George Soros prosecutors are the ones who are are literally, literally getting Americans killed. I mean, not figuratively, literally getting Americans killed. And I'll tell you something, folks, we're on a countdown to this November 8th election, and, and I think inflation is really the number one issue, but crime has got to be a close second. Because what, what difference does it make if you've got the money you need to go buy what you want and you can't go safely to the store without fear of getting murdered in the process. Hey, it, this stuff has just got to, I mean, it's, it's got to stop. And the only way we're going to stop it is to get people in office who understand that and are willing to fight for us as opposed to fighting for these criminals who ought to be behind bars. Back in a moment. This is Viewpoints with Kirby Anderson. James Meggs, writing in the City Journal, talks about what he calls the chump effect. He's not the first to use the phrase. Andrew Ferguson coined the phrase years ago to deal with a different issue, but James Meggs uses it to illustrate how many of us feel like chumps when we follow the rules and see others succeed when they break the rules. You know the feeling that he describes. You're inching forward in the freeway exit lane, and another driver flies past and swerves onto the ramp at the last second. 
Your child has to complete her college entrance exams within a designated time period while your neighbor's child gets twice as long because of a suddenly diagnosed learning disability. You pay extra to have your pet travel in the airplane's cargo hold and then sit across from a yipping dog who gets to ride on an owner's lap because it is an emotional support animal. He reminds us that thousands of norms, rules, and traditions make civilized life possible. Some, like paying taxes and not littering, are enshrined in law. Most of us follow the standards of etiquette and certainly follow the law. But here are some important questions. What happens when more and more people break the rules? What happens when political leaders break their own rules? These are no longer hypothetical questions. Governors and mayors have been caught violating their edicts, and most of them merely try to justify their actions. A number of district attorneys have decided not to prosecute people who don't pay transit fares and not prosecute shoplifters who steal less than a few hundred dollars. Those of us who follow the rules will start feeling like chumps, and it's only a matter of time before more and more of us start wondering why we play by the rules. If those guys don't have to play by the rules, why should we? This is a prescription for anarchy and lawlessness. I'm Kirby Anderson, and that's my point of view. For a free copy of Kirby's booklet, A Biblical View on Anti-Semitism, go to viewpoints.info slash anti-Semitism. Viewpoints.info slash anti-Semitism. On American Family Radio, hi, I'm Barry McGuire. I'm a layman, here to remind you that face sharing is a barometer for your spiritual health. So many of you listening to me right now know you should be sharing your faith, but have no idea how to do it. That's why we're here, to let you know you need zero training. You don't have to be trained how to love people, and you don't have to be trained how to love people into heaven. Simply focus on moving everyone every day closer to Jesus. Jesus said they'll know you're his disciple by your love, not by your ability to quote scripture or a script. No training required. When God loves us, he's salvationing us. And when we love our neighbors as ourselves, he's salvationing them through us. That takes even casual conversations to an entirely different level. Everything you say and do, everything, is moving everyone watching you closer or further away from God. You can't escape this overwhelming fact, and realizing this ignites your prayer life and Bible study. That's why God made it your great commission. If you need help sharing your faith, go to IgniteAmerica.com. The Awakening. The Awakening. Download and listen at your leisure with the podcast page at AFR.net. Now, back to our host, Bishop E.W. Jackson. So a lot of the things that are going wrong in our country, uh, and he's not the only one, George Soros is not the only one who thinks the way he thinks. Obviously, he, he wouldn't call himself a far leftist because he's got this open society philosophy, which is really nothing but far left thinking. But it's, it's globalist, and, and I really think it's ultimately about him having these desires to rule the world. I, I really do. I think that that's what he wants. He wants to rule the world. And the only thing he can do, the closest he can come right now, is to buy as much influence as he can. I didn't know, for example, that Bard College in New York is it's really owned lock, stock, and barrel by George Soros. I mean, he doesn't own it because it's a nonprofit corporation, but he is the single biggest benefactor to it, and what he says goes at Bard. And then he's got his own university, Central uh, European University, I think it's called, that allows him to get into the worldwide network of colleges and universities around the world. I mean, so his influence stretches far and wide. Now, I want to get into some other issues. I'm going to just talk about him, because like I said, I mean, the man gives you, oh, really, I, he gives me the willies. This man is evil. In fact, I said in my sermon yesterday, I really believe that that George Soros personifies the spirit of Antichrist. Now, I didn't say he is the Antichrist, because I don't believe that, uh, for a variety of reasons I won't get into. But he personifies the spirit of Antichrist. If you read about the, the mindset, the attitude of the Antichrist, for example, when the seven seals are open, the second uh, seal is open, and a horseman uh, arrives who wants to, who causes people to begin to kill one another. He causes bloodshed. I mean, you think about the, the, the disruption and the chaos and the anarchy that his policies cause, the millions of dollars he spent to put prosecutors in place, whose job it is not to lock up criminals, but to release them. And that's not an exaggeration. Their job is not to lock up criminals, but to release them. 
And what does that cause? It causes widespread but widespread bloodshed throughout the land, and we're witnessing it right now. Now, the feds just arrested 175 illegal aliens. By the way, George Soros doesn't believe in borders either. 175 illegal aliens. Many of these people have murdered. Murdered. What are they doing in our country? Because we're just letting people in. Donald Trump was called a racist for saying they're not sending us their best. And I thought, what is wrong with that? Everybody knows that. Of course that's true. The people who are who are dealing with these cartels and human traffickers and allowing themselves or their children, most of those people, not all, of course, but most of those people, you better believe they don't come from the better side of society. They don't come from people who are looking to be law abiding and looking to make the best life for themselves that they can. I, I don't doubt that there are people who come here looking for that. I don't doubt that. But. Coming illegally is the wrong way, but we know there are many who are drug dealers, they're criminals. Venezuela's released a bunch of people who they know are bloodthirsty, murderers, rapists, and they, they've released them to allow them to come into the United States of America. And we've just caught 175, and we've probably had, since the Biden administration took over millions come across our border. And that's not an exaggeration, folks. It, right now, it is, we, I think we are approaching 2 million for this year. And of course, they've been off, in office for two years. So three, four million. And I think to the extent that we know anything, the numbers are always understated because they want to make it seem like it's not a problem. I mean, after all, haven't we been told by my orcas? The border is secure. Now, you know, you've got to be a consummate liar to fix your mouth to say that. To look people in the face and say that, you, you've got to be a practiced, consummate liar. Because everybody can look and see that the border is not secure. Just... One more thing we've got to contend with, which is why it's so important that Republicans take over the House and the Senate, because you've got to put the brakes on this man. This man is Joe Biden is literally. Oh, and by the way, oh, this is worth noting. I also had no idea the extensive influence and representation that he has in the Biden administration. Biden's chief of staff is the son of George Soros, some of his closest friends who have been allies with him for a long time. Biden's chief of staff. And it goes on and on and on throughout his administration. They are so, in fact, Biden's transition team was made up primarily of George Soros operatives. So, you know, we keep asking the question, well, who's really running the country? Who's really running the government? I, I think it's clear. Maybe George Soros, a little committee of George Soros and Barack Obama, and maybe, I don't know, one or two other people. But you better believe George Soros is right in there in the center of the action. And he's not directly calling the shots. He's got people who are calling the shots according to what he would want them to do. It's sad. We're a constitutional republic we're supposed to have representative government. Did you vote for George Soros? I know I didn't and wouldn't. And, and let me just add this, folks, here again. I, say, I, I don't want to talk the whole program about him, but you know the shield they throw up when you criticize him? Oh, you're being anti-Semitic. So let me just say for the record, that's just another bold-faced lie and I don't care how much anybody says it, we are going to criticize George Soros because he deserves to be criticized because the man is a threat to our constitutional republic because he doesn't like America. He doesn't like anything we stand for. He doesn't like anything we represent. He believes that America is the greatest threat to his open society philosophy of all the nations on the earth. Now, that's he has said that and written that. And there he is living in New York. 
So uh, that's a lot of the problems. And look, and I'm not saying we wouldn't have these problems without George Soros either. But he is facilitating them. He is financing them. He is encouraging them. He is empowering them. Whereas he is, he is accelerating the situation and exacerbating the situation. How many, how many verbs or adjectives do I need to, to make the point? But yeah, so I'm not saying these problems wouldn't exist at all without him. But I'll tell you what, with him, they are exponentially worse because of his involvement. Uh, we, are, we are now getting information on the, uh, the aftermath of COVID, as you all know, uh, the, the, and, and it's not good. It's not good news. The latest thing we're hearing is the degree to which our children have fallen way behind as a result of the closing of schools. And by the way, this is now being reported even by the liberal media. Even they have got to accept the fact that our children are now literally several grades behind. Literally, folks. They, they lost ground. I mean, between the masking and the school closures and, 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 the, and the lockdowns and the stay in the house and the isolation, of course they've, their development has been stunted. Of course. And have you seen Fauci throwing his hands up? Oh, I had nothing to do with that. I had nothing to do with that. What? Wow. You know, they need to read, I think it's Proverbs 6. These six things the Lord hates. Yea, seven are an abomination to him. And it begins with a lying tongue. A lying, God hates lying. And we're dealing with some lying people. It's, 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 it's amazing. And you know what it says too? In addition to the fact they don't care about the American people, they don't care about you and me. They don't have any respect for our intelligence either. So it's not just a matter of they don't care about us. They really think we're all so dumb that they can lie to our face and we'll just go, oh, okay, well, Fauci said it. Well, oh, Biden said, oh, yes, of course. Not, absolutely. And, and I don't know when they're going to get it through their thick heads that the American people are a lot smarter than they are because the American people tend to for the most part, they're trying to wrench this out of us. They're trying to wring it out of us. But the American people, for the most part, apply a lot of common sense to life. And these people apparently have none. So now the question is, how do we help our children catch up? While China, our mortal enemy, continues to build and prepare for who knows what. I can tell you, what, I can tell you this. It ain't good. We're, we, we are we're gutting our military with these COVID requirements, with the, all this woke nonsense. We're de, de, diminishing, we're depleting our oil reserves. Uh, we, are, we are ravaging our economy with inflation. Uh, we are allowing our border to literally be invaded we are putting pressure on all of our institutions because of the millions of people who are now coming into our country who don't belong here, who should not be here, not because of the color of their skin, not because of where they come from, but because they're not coming in legally. And the rest doesn't matter. They are literally dismantling if they had their way, they would dismantle this nation so they could fundamentally transform it. But we've got news for them. Back in a moment to take your calls. It's my turn. Here is your host for my turn, Don Wildman. Once upon a time in the long, long ago, the sun and the wind got into an argument. They were arguing about which of the two was more powerful. Back and forth they argued, each stating why he was more powerful than the other. Well, this argument went on for several days.
Finally, the moon, being as tired as he was wise, told the two that he had had enough. Instead of the two continually arguing about who was more powerful, they should have a test. The sun and the wind agreed to such an idea. They would settle the question once and for all. As the wind looked down upon the earth, he saw a man walking along a road. I suggest, stated the wind, that we see who can make the man remove his coat. The one which makes the man remove his coat will be declared the most powerful. The wind was thinking of the force he had with which to blow the coat off the man's back. But the sun agreed to the test. It was decided that the wind would try first. The sun backed away and went behind a cloud to allow the wind first chance. Well, the wind began to blow without much force at first, but then a little stronger. And, much to the surprise of the wind, instead of taking the coat off, the man only pulled it tighter around him. Soon the wind was blowing at full force, and the wind made the man colder and colder. And the colder he got, the more he pulled his coat around him to protect him from the wind. Finally, exhausted from the ordeal, the wind gave up. I cannot make him pull off his coat, the wind said. And if I can't, I know you can't, he said to the sun. Well, the sun didn't say anything. Very slowly, he moved from behind the cloud and began to send his warm rays down upon the man. As it began to get warm, the man unbuttoned his coat and let it hang loose. Then the sun, in all its brilliance, unleashed its powerful rays of warmth upon the man. Within a short time, the man was taking off his coat. You win, said the wind. You did by warmth what I could not do by force. You know, it's that way in life. Man can achieve by the warmth of love what he can never achieve by the winds of force. Of all the power in the universe, love is the strongest. Man will gladly die for those he loves and seek ways to destroy those who force. Robert Burton was right when he wrote, No cord nor cable can so forcibly draw or hold so fast as love can do with a twined thread. You can blow men down a path by force, but in the process they will not stay with you. They will only fight back at you as the man with the coat did the wind. But if you love them, they will go with you no matter how far nor how hard the way and they will go voluntarily and gladly. It was not by accident that the Galilean made these two the greatest of all commandments. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind. Love your neighbor as much as you love yourself. Many of us who have followed the example of the wind would do well to follow the example of the sun. This has been My Turn with Don Wildman, a production of the American Family Association. The Awakening. The Awakening. Download and listen at your leisure with the podcast page at AFR.net. Now, back to our host, Bishop E.W. Jackson. The number is 888-589-8840. That's 888-589-8840. By the way, in another show of supreme hypocrisy... Kashama Sawant, who is a socialist who sits on the Seattle City Council and has been a proponent, a leader in the effort to defund the police, has had what she claims fecal matter thrown at her house on two or three occasions. And guess what she's now demanding? Right. More police protection. She wants police stationed at her house from, I think she said, about 4 o'clock in the afternoon until at least 10 or 11 in the evening. Well, wait a minute. I, I thought you wanted to fund the police. I thought you wanted to dismantle the police. You, how, can, how can those two work together? Well, obviously, rules for thee, but not for me. You don't need police protection. You don't need police patrolling your neighborhoods, your streets, your downtown. But I do. In fact, I want them at my house to protect me. But I thought the police were racist. I thought the police were bad. I thought the police were evil. But now you want more of them. 
Their hypocrisy knows no bounds, folks. It really doesn't. 888-589-8840 is the number. Let's start getting your calls in. Let's go to Jody in Texas. Jody, welcome. Hello, Bishop Jackson. Very, I just want to say, first off, you're such a blessing, and I enjoy your show on a daily Thank you, basis. Thank you. Sir, I wanted to talk about immigration. I had called last year. I became an American citizen on May 7th, 2021. Sir, I waited six years and paid $13,000 for lawyer's fees wow. and government fees to become a citizen. And I've heard now that Washington is allowing 50,000 illegals to vote. When I fought so hard to become a citizen and to vote, I pray for this nation on a daily basis. It's absolutely insane what's going on with immigration. Jody, thank you for the call and thanks for listening. Appreciate your support. And you are absolutely right. It is insane from our perspective. Uh, and, but, Jody, these people just don't like our country. Uh, they don't like it. They, In fact, that's probably an understatement. They hate it. And somehow disregarding our borders is just another slap at America. Uh, disregarding our criminal justice system, just another slap at America. Uh, they just don't. They don't think we've got something here worth preserving, and they're doing everything in their power to dismantle it. I mean, that's the only way you can explain the kind of behavior they're engaged in. So, Jody, you're right. I pray for America, too, and we've got to keep praying. And, of course, we've got to vote. I, but I'll tell you what, Jody, you give us all hope. You're the kind of American citizen we want. So stick around because one way or the other, we are going to defeat the forces of evil that are trying to destroy our great country. Let's go to John in Indiana. John, welcome. Hello. Hello. Hey, John. <laughs> hello. Hey, uh, what you said today is a lot what I was thinking about saying. But, uh, <laughs> okay. And there's, I can tell, uh, this solace, I think, is trying to make uh, deteriorate the country. So the Chinese can just walk in without firing a shot. Well, I tell you what, John, as always, we're always glad to hear from you folks. John is our 99-year-old World War II veteran, and we honor your service, John. Thank you for the call. And look, I, I think that they are so weakening the country that we, we are becoming vulnerable to all kinds of attack within and without. I think that's, and, and, and here again, I think that's what they want. Do you all remember that one of Bernie Sanders' operatives said after the election, and I believe this was after, I think this was during 2020 election. I don't think it goes back to 2016. He said, it would be good if America was conquered by another nation for a while just to see what it's like. I kid you not, folks. I mean, th this is the way these people think. And these idiots don't know. They don't understand. They think somehow they would be immune because as always, you know, like Robespierre. Yeah, I'm going to cut everybody's head off who doesn't go along with the French Revolution. And guess what ended up happening? Robespierre got his head cut off. But they don't they, they don't they don't have any godly wisdom or common sense. They don't understand they're committing suicide. If they get what they want, it's, it is to the, it, they are cutting their own throats. The Bible calls them people who oppose themselves. They're just too stupid to know it. Let's go to Mary in Texas. Mary, welcome. Thank you for taking my call today. I have a comment about the national debt. I wish there were mm. lawyers with a backbone to file a national lawsuit for the American taxpayer declare federal income tax unconstitutional. Um, it is discriminatory to me because a burden on a group of people, their money's taken from them with no say how to spend it, given to millions who put no, no penny in our government. If I was a judge, I would rule from the time the 
what do they call it, a continued resolution went into effect, that those responsible in both houses and the presidency would be responsible, $31 trillion debt. Um, they created these programs, and every I'm in my 70s, and every program, food stamps, whatever, is full of fraud, and they don't care about mm. prosecuting people who cheated. To no. me, they made the debt. They ought to pay the debt. That's Mary, my comment for today. Mary, your comments are, are cogent. Thank you so much for them. Uh, look, I wish it were legally as simple as you've suggested. But as a, again, as a matter of common sense, the Constitution never intended for the federal government to take our taxpayer dollars and use it. You remember, I remember a couple of weeks ago I told you about this, this organization that's getting literally hundreds of millions of dollars from the federal government to teach young children that they're not the gender they were born? You can't tell me that's constitutional. But the legalities, uh, and I don't know whether it's just chutzpah and courage or, or somebody coming up with a novel legal theory that would allow us to go at that on a legal basis. That's why we've got to change the people who are serving us in Congress and in the White House. And we've got to keep people out who simply don't respect the Constitution and don't respect our way of life. Because they, they're they never going to obey the Constitution. They're never going to follow it because they don't believe in it. And it's, that's, it's a sad testimony, I have to say that, about our country. But that's, that's where we are, and those are the kinds of people, sadly, for the most part, are in office. In fact, are you ready for this one, folks? Woo! <laughs> I said during my sermon yesterday, I said... Anybody, any Christian who votes for the Democrat Party, and there may be some good Democrats, but see, they become, they become captive to their caucus. And the fact that they're a part of that caucus means that sooner or later, they're going to end up doing what the caucus wants them to do. I said, but any Christian who votes for the Democrat Party is voting for the spirit of Antichrist because that's what they become. And folks, I don't think that's any exaggeration at all. I mean, celebrating killing unborn babies like it's some great thing to, to be proud of. And uh, I mean, what is that? This, this rank rebellion against God that there's no such thing as a man, there's no such thing as a woman. When the Bible says in the beginning, God created the male and female. What is that? You can't refer to that as anything but the spirit of antichrist and that's what sadly that party's come to represent the number is 888-589-8840 back in a moment Announcing AFA.net slash connect. It's the one click that will link you to so many AFA platforms. Pick and choose which updates you want to receive. Easily subscribe or unsubscribe. American Family Studio. And to quote our privacy policy, American Family Association will not sell, rent, or lease your personal information to outside organizations. AFA Journal. Make a better connection with AFA at AFA.net slash connect. AFR programming is now available on Alexa. You're joking, right? Nope, not joking. Seriously? Yep, this is not a drill. Wait a minute, no way. There's a way, the Alexa way. So if you just happen to miss your favorite shows, no worries. You can now listen to each podcast with Alexa. It's simple and it's free. Just visit AFR.net forward slash apps and click Alexa. We're not joking. In this new world, on this new day, we rejoice that Roe versus Wade has been overturned. Preborn has been preparing for this moment for the past 16 years by positioning their clinics in the top six abortion states where 50% of abortions occur. 
Sadly, five of these six states will continue to abort babies at an even greater level. And since the abortion pill accounts for over 50% of abortions, babies are even more at risk. Preborn pregnancy clinics are completely dependent on you as they offer life-saving ultrasounds and the life-saving gospel to moms and babies in crisis. When I heard her heartbeat, I decided to keep her. And now my daughter's about to be three. I don't know where my life would be without her. To learn how you can be a part of rescuing babies' lives and sharing the heart of Jesus, go to preborn.com or dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. The first step is knowing you're not alone in the suffering and you're valuable. You're worth the blood of God on the cross. Wow. Dr. Elizabeth Stevens on Focus on the Family Minute. This is not the end that you're not trapped. There's always a way out. There's always hope. There's always a light. And God will bring people in your corner that will help support you and he will answer those prayers. And so it's, it's that praying for community, praying for God to help bring healing and transformation. And there's amazing resources here at Focus on the Family with, with counselors, with people who are professionally deal with trauma, hurt, pain, depression all the time. And so finding, finding those resources. Find hope today at familyminute.org. Back to The Awakening with Bishop E.W. Jackson on American Family Radio. Uh, folks, since I, I alluded, I think I alluded to COVID, um, my producer just informed me, and I was not aware of this, this is a story that I guess broke over the weekend, that Boston University has developed a new, more lethal COVID strain in the laboratory that is 80% more lethal than the Omicron, the original virus that came out of Wuhan. So I'll tell you what, I'm sure they're getting plenty of federal money so that they can create more viruses to kill more people. Isn't it wonderful to know that your universities are hard at work doing things that you can, we can all be proud of? This Again, folks, you can't explain this any other way, and you better believe there's federal money in that any other way than that they're they're on a, a destructive tear. You, we, we funded the, the development of the Omicron, the, the original strain of this stuff. And this money came out of American coffers. I'll never forget Fauci saying, well, those are reputable scientists. They're communists. They answered to Xi Jinping. And we just saw over the weekend, I'm sure you caught... He, his former, the former uh, president, I guess, of China was marched out of their meeting. And of course, oh, no, he was he wasn't feeling well. <laughs> oh, yeah, right, right. Yeah, we've seen that before. Saw that with Stalin. A lot of people who don't feel well today, and we're going to give them a chance to take a break, a permanent one. And pe- these folks will defend communist China and attack the United States of America. Uh, it, 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 just, it just doesn't make any sense on any basis other than they hate our country, they want to destroy it, they want to dismantle it, they want to disrupt it, they want to fundamentally transform it. And that's why I'm saying, everybody, November 8th is, is really a critical, critical moment in our history. I, I'm, I'm looking for a tsunami of Americans rising up Democrats, Republicans, independents of every background, every race, every income level saying, oh, no, you, you are destroying our country and you are not going to do it any longer. 888-589-8840 is the number. Let's come back to your calls. Let's go to Linda in Missouri. Linda, welcome. Oh, thank you. God bless you. I wanted thank to you, help uh, ask you to help people be aware on the Missouri ballot there's a bill to legalize um, marijuana, you know, across the board. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the ads on TV are such lies. George Soros probably paid for them. It's saying that law enforcement, the police are in favor of it because then they can focus on real crime. And they want to, you know, not make it a crime anymore 
to have marijuana or smoke it. And a mother was on Dr. Phil this morning that said her son had smoked. I mean, he was like 19 years old or 20, and uh, she had cautioned him not to do it. But uh, he kept smoking it until one day he called her and he said, Mom, you know, what you told me about it is was true. He had developed a psychosis, and wow. uh, three days later he jumped off a tall building, committed oh, suicide. And, uh, you know, mm. it changes the brain, and right Right now, there is the tobacco companies, you know, and the marijuana companies, it's selling addiction for profit. Yep. And they're, uh, it's more toxic. It's called super marijuana now because it's stronger and more toxic. And, you know, it's 17-year-olds yeah. and some... Uh, states can't get a medical marijuana card until they're 18. Well, perfectly healthy 17-year-olds, when they turn 18, suddenly they develop all kinds of back problems and they need medical marijuana. In all right, Colorado, Linda, I got you. I got you, Linda. Uh, listen, I got a lot of people waiting in line, but Linda, thank you for telling us about that. Thank you for informing us. Uh, look, folks, police officers aren't enforcing marijuana laws and all this stuff about people being in jail for marijuana. I mean, that's, that's a myth. I'm not saying it doesn't occasionally happen somewhere where somebody maybe is caught and there's some, something else involved and, and marijuana is part of the charge. But here's the thing to remember. Remember the, the whole push to, we got to tear down the Confederate statues. And I said, the problem is that that's not what they really want. They really want to tear down America. And they're starting where they think they won't get much objection. So they don't want to just legalize marijuana, folks. They want to legalize cocaine. They want to legalize crack. They want to legalize heroin. They want to legalize fentanyl. They want all drugs legal. And once again, it's the destruction of our Judeo-Christian principles and heritage. And Linda, you mentioned George Soros. George Soros is in favor of legalization of all drugs. 888-589-8840 is the number. So I hope the people of Missouri will see that for what it is. That's that's really just the Trojan horse. Stop it. Don't leave, don't let that camel, forgive the mixed metaphors, folks. Don't let that camel get its nose in the tent because after a while, the whole camel will be in there. Let's go to Brad in Texas. Brad, welcome. Hey, thank you, Bishop. Enjoy your show. Thank you, Brad. I just wanted to comment on the continued uh raping, for lack of a better word, of, of our uh, oil uh, out of the strategic yep. reserve by, by this so-called president. I want to know where all the money's going that he took out earlier and gave away. Where's all the money for all the stuff he's taking out and putting on the market? Why isn't Congress oversight into all that? Because it's our money. It deals with money, and that's not supposed to be his bailiwick. And uh, besides the fact he's, he's really endangering national security at a yep. time when all of our enemies are poised for war. What, what's going on here, Bishop? Well, Brad, you, you know what's going on. You've, you've, set, you've laid it out very well. Um, yeah, we're down to close to, I think we're, getting, we're approaching half of our strategic reserves being gone. And that's there for a time of war. That's there for a time of national emergency. Um, but, you know, Brad, let me let me light on one other thing that you said and everything you said was was on point. You said that's our money. See, I, I here again, folks, that's just a fundamental constitutional notion. But these these politicians of the left, they don't see it that way. It's their money. It's not ours. And they don't understand that they are simply stewards of what the American taxpayers allow them to collect from us for the purpose of running the government. No, they believe that all our money belongs to them and what we get to keep, we get to keep because of their beneficence, their generosity. They're being nice to us. So that's why they, they view tax cuts as giveaways. <laughs> and these people have got it so backwards you know, it's 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 hard to imagine how much more wrong you could be. So, so you're right, Brad. And they they take that attitude toward everything. The strategic reserve belongs to the American people for our security. No, it belongs to Joe Biden for his political security. Eight 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 five eight nine 
888-900-8840 is the number. Thanks for the call, Brad. Let's go to Joe in Texas. Joe, welcome. Hello, Bishop Jackson. How was your weekend? I hope it was good. Uh, yes, it was, Joe. Joe. Uh, Robert, uh, President Trump came to Robstown, and it was an awesome crowd. I would say about <laughs> 20,000, about 150 Great. million saw, saw it in uh, Newsmax. And uh, we're going to keep Texas red, uh, even to good. the valley. So, good. Uh, that's my comment. All right, Joe. Thank you so much, Joe. Hey, listen, Joe, we, we are all glad to hear that you're going to keep Texas red because I think all of us understand that if we must escape, Texas is one of the places we're going to look to escape to. <laughs> so, so please keep Texas red. We're going to do our best, folks, in Virginia, where I live, to make sure that Virginia is a place of escape, the state of George Washington and Thomas Jefferson and Patrick Henry and James Madison and James Monroe and George Mason. It ought to be a place of escape where tyranny threatens our liberty. Thank you for the call, Joe. Let's go to Jerry in Texas. Jerry, welcome. Hey, brother, real quick. I was out on, last week on vacation, but I'm glad to get back and hear you today. And, and Thank you, uh, Jerry. It hadn't really much changed. Um, no. But I will say that, um, you there, can you hear me? I can hear you just fine, sure. Uh, all right. Um, so as you stated before a break previously, I've had this discussion a couple of times, and I listened to Brother Jack Hibbs out of uh, California on his Prop 1 mm-hmm. preaching, which is magnificent if you haven't watched or heard it. But we have to, as Christians now, call out other Christians that vote for a policy platform that does not comport with the Bible. I can no longer say you can be a Christian and vote Democrat. That is a, to me, that's a bald-faced lie. If you say you're a Christian and you vote Democrat, I have a hard time believing in your personal relationship with Jesus Christ. That's just it. Even Christ called out the Pharisees and Sadducees. One other thing I'll let you go. If, brother, you haven't read a letter to the American church by Eric Metaxas, I'm a third of the way into it. And my Lord, brother, it is so good. It just it's a battle cry. And every Christian pastor and lay person needs to read it. I'm going to go and listen to your comments. Love you, brother. Well, Jerry, I can almost hire you. Thank you for the call, Jerry, because Eric Metaxas is going to be on my program tomorrow. Uh, and we will discuss his letter to the American church. So so thank you for the segue there. <laughs> Appreciate that, Jerry. But yeah, you, look, you're absolutely right. I said you're voting for the spirit of Antichrist. Okay, Jackie from Louisiana. Jackie, we don't have much time, but I wanted to get you on. Well, hi. It's a pleasure to be on here. I love you. Um, thank you. We, My husband and I were talking about this election, and it, if we have a Red Sea moment, where everything goes red, and the House and Senate are all red, or majority, whatever. The best thing to do is, well, Pelosi will be out, so we won't have to worry about her. Impeach Kamala Harris, and then do Article 25 on Joe Biden. <laughs> well, Jackie, Jackie, you got well, you, you got, got a plan, work. don't you? <laughs> Wouldn't it work? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, listen, hey, look, it's it's probably music to everybody's ears. But as you know, and Jackie, thank you for the call. The, that's 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 the music that's telling us it's time to go. But as you know, a majority vote in the Senate is insufficient to convict on impeachment, which is what what creates the removal option. Uh, so we'd have to get a lot further than 51, 52, maybe 53 Uh, votes in the Senate. But I like the way you think, Jackie. (laughs) Well, God bless you, everybody. Listen, keep your head up. Stay full of the joy of the Lord. Fight the good fight of faith. And remember, we cannot be defeated if we will not quit. Because we are on God's side. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.